I have personally, I wear sweatpants to stay juicy across my butt. Obviously, but, yeah. that Paris Hilton look and feel, love yeah. it. Are you custom made, custom paid, or you just custom fitted? Merry New Year. No, no. <laughs> Welcome to another Fits with a Founder. I'm your founder, Nick. I'm, I'm here with Cassie. Yeah, I'm, I'm me. I'm Cassie, and I am Season mad. three, Cassie's back. I'm back. We didn't get a new founder, and we didn't get a new marketing director. Yet. <laughs> I guess it's a good point, yeah. we're, but we're still here. And uh, yeah, I just, the, I, whenever I get, I always get the meme for New Year's of, uh, who's the guy, Danny, you're going to remember this, the Merry New Year's, um, yeah, trading places, uh, come on, who's the comedian back in the 80s? That's such a broad come group on. of people. Oh my God, my mind's going blank. Eddie Murphy? Yeah, Eddie Murphy. Merry Christmas, or no, Merry New Year's. Oh boy. Is it Trading Places? Yeah. There you go. You don't you remember realize, that movie? Well, you would have been like. I was going to say, you realize <laughs> yeah. the two people you're talking to. He was born seven years it's later my, than I was. It's one of my <laughs> favorite memes to send on New Year's. Merry New Year's. I didn't even acknowledge New Year's. That's why I'm like mad about it. It doesn't feel any different. You don't do anything for New Year's? No, I was asleep at like 930. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, we didn't do a whole lot either. I mean, we had, with kids and everything, but we had a bunch of people over to the house and like we do a bunch of hors d'oeuvres and yeah. cocktails and kind of, I mean, it's not like a raging party, but it's fun. Sure. We get together, chat a bunch, do stuff like that. That's cool. How was Christmas? What about Christmas? Ooh, um, that was the same. We did nothing. Uh, <laughs> my my husband works like he doesn't. He's he has a not a normal nine to five job. So it was one of those things where it's like I woke up and like binge watch Netflix all day. It was just a regular day. <laughs> yeah, it's uh you know with three kids it makes it a little bit more interesting for me because that actually sounds kind of nice to me what yeah. you did. Um, not that mine was bad. It's just you know I put a lot of toys together. Do they get up at like six o'clock in the morning? No. So the night before we always go to my wife's side of the family and they do like. Santa comes over and actually this year we had the Grinch come over and man, did I get some good videos. Grinch scared the crap out of the kids. In (laughs) fact, they had planned a dummy gift where the Grinch went and grabbed it. Went in front of the kids, tried to give it to the kids, then yanked it back Jeez. and then jumped on top of it. Oh my Crushed gosh. It. So it was funny. No, the kids actually slept in because it was a late night, which made it kind of nice. Um, I do have a beef with the toy industry though. Ooh. One, batteries. Can we just like- Include them. Yes. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> like I, everything requires 900 batteries now. And then you got to go chase down batteries. Yeah. Number two- how they package these things now. I mean, I feel like you need the jaws of life to get some of this <laughs> shit out of it. In fact, I had a whole toolkit to get these one things, this like dinosaur out of this package for my four-year-old. And my wife, I'm like working on work. I'm getting frustrated. Finally, my wife walks over and she makes two turns and it was out. Ugh. And I'm like, what? Magic. You're a witch. <laughs> <laughs> That's witchcraft. And she's like, you haven't seen these? I'm like, no. What happened to just like putting it in a box, you take it out? Or yeah. maybe there's like a little strap you have to nip with a pair of scissors. Sure. But anyway, hope everybody out there had a good Christmas, had a good New Year's. We're in our uh, new year and we're excited about our season three of our podcast. Uh, thank you to all the listeners from 2022. Hopefully we get more in 2023. Yeah. Okay. So not a lot of golf talk. Thank goodness. Yes. Yet. 
Well, the big thing is the Masters invites went out. So yep. that was the big news over the last week. Um, three pretty notable names got Masters invites and showed them off. People that we may or may not have been expecting to get those invites. Um, namely, Patrick Reed, Bryson DeChambeau, and Kevin Na. So very well, notably because, not PGA Tour members anymore. Well, right. But you still have to play by the world golf ranking. Correct. So the problem is some of these folks have fallen, like, descended into hell with, you know, yeah. golf rankings. And so, you know... Obviously, like a Phil is going to get the returning champions, even though he's fallen. Well, and, and Reed stupid. too. Yeah, Reed, Reed, Reed too. But most of these people aren't. So that is something that's going to continue, even though they're getting allowed to play in these things. You know, if you if you don't have the world golf ranking, you're not going to get in. Yeah, I mean, people were just like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it happened." It's like, well, this is a completely different entity though than the PGA Tour, so I kind of get it. I, I feel like it's going to over like I don't like anything that could overshadow the Masters, and I feel like this is going to be a storyline, and that really pisses me off. Think so? Yeah, I do. I do think so. I think it's going to be super annoying. I don't think the Masters will allow that. Uh, we'll see. I don't know, man. I think it's going to be super. I think that the three of them and anybody else that's on Live Golf that is going to end up invited, I think they're going to force the issue. The fact that on Christmas Day, all of them posted like, look what I got for Christmas. They're already stirring the shit pot. Like, it, it's already happening. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I thought that you put it here in the notes, but this was something I was going to bring up if you hadn't, because I thought it was just the funniest thing ever. And I still kind of doubt the validity of it, but it seems like it's legit. It's the, the wrong Scott Stallings getting. Got the invite. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the story behind that, for those of you who don't know, is um, Scott had been checking his mailbox waiting for his invite because he knew that realistically he was going to be on the list for the master's invite. And he got a random DM from another man with the same name who has a wife who has the same first name name and they kind of live in the same area yeah. the master's invite showed up to like just some random joe schmo and the guy dm scott and was like hey um here's this picture of this invite this was not supposed to come to me it was supposed to come to you like i'll drop this off wherever you want da, 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 da. like how yeah how? that just seems so odd to me like you think the master's like invite committee is just like looking through the like, how do you not yellow pages like you know what <laughs> this is scott scully's right here it's gotta be him like i i just doesn't make sense to me but i mean it looks like it's real yeah. and no one said it isn't real but it just seems so crazy to me i don't know but i liked all the responses like half let's of, say you got that what do you, what do you do so this is where <laughs> i was going like half of the responses were like if that showed up at my door i'm saying nothing to no one and i am showing up at augusta to play the masters like no questions asked but the other half were like this dude deserves like masters tickets for life for being honest about it scott stallings is inviting him to the masters uh with him like i think it might be a practice round or it might be like day one or whatever but he is bringing him with maybe him. just sleep in the same bed with scott stallings uh well i mean <laughs> that's a jump but I yeah. mean, the whole thing, he should get the whole week. Like he should get to play. Like I'm with you. I probably for the, just for pure content, I probably would have tried to walk in and go, yeah. well, I'm here to play. I have the invite. Here's my ID. My name and is And then Scott saw Tom. how that unfolded. Yeah. That's, oh my gosh. I, I can't, like, that's so embarrassing for Augusta, but also what great content though. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't want to be that asshole, but you kind of like, you're giving this golden goose. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like once in a lifetime, op lifetime opportunity. Now, it wouldn't it. work for me because my name's not Scott Stallings. Correct. But if you're Scott Stallings. Right. Right. Playing for Scott Stallings. Oh my God. I don't know. It's pretty funny. 
And you have the same wife's name, Unreal. Wild. Absolutely and in the wild. same state or whatever. They yeah, they were, it wasn't in the same state. It was like in the same, maybe not zip code, but region. They were in the same market. That's crazy. Uh, speaking of PGA Tour news. So as we know, like now that we're getting into the 2023 season, we're into this elevated event season. So they changed and they have 13 or seven. They have 17 elevated events, I believe is what it's called um, this year. And the elevated event just means that it's got a heavier purse. That's all. So it's more money. Um the expectation of these elevated events is that what the PGA Tour considers their stars, quote unquote, are expected to show up at these. Um, they are allowed to skip one, though, which is now that's news that happened this week. So Rory is going to skip the first event of the season or the first elevated event, ra- rather. Um, and that was probably the whole reason why the, the, the thing was changed. I would. So that's why I wanted to bring it up, because do you think it's just because Rory was like, hey, guys, I really don't want to play this event? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to be put my tinfoil hat on. I'm the conspiracy theorist, but yeah, I mean, like, listen, you want to go up against live and all this. And so you make this whole like elevated event thing. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you start changing the rules on it. Like, oh, because Rory's like, oh, I don't want to play in all those. Yeah. Reality of it is, is the tour needs these guys to play in these events. hundred percent. hundred percent. Otherwise it just become the same event. Right. There was like half the tournaments last year I watched. I'm like, and, and this sounds bad, but I just don't know many of the people anymore. Sure. Well, especially people on the leaderboard. Yeah. Right. So that's, 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 I mean, you got to get the big names in there and you got to start. The other thing I think it does is it helps elevate those names I didn't know in those other events. Sure. Because in these events, you're like, oh, wait, this is an up and coming person. Mm-hmm. Then when you see him in the next event, you're like, okay, go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Where if I just see him in a random event and I've never heard of him before, I'm like, eh. I yeah. Well, it's like we we all love Will Zelatoris now, but it's like we didn't know who he was a few years ago. Exactly. That's a perfect example of it. You wouldn't like no. I don't. You wouldn't be as into Will Zelatoris if it weren't for that. Agreed. Yeah. One hundred percent. Um. So we're not going to see Rory early in the season. So that kind of sucks. Switching, <laughs> switching out of tour news and into equipment news, since that's our forte. Well, we have a lot of equipment news today, we, so this will just kick it off. We do. This is not necessarily <laughs> club champion equipment news, though. This is Kirkland equipment news. So did you see this? this Costco Kirkland signature? Oh, I've I've heard rumblings about this for a while and everybody's been asking me if they thought it was going to be a real thing or not. And I'm like, I guarantee you it'll probably be a real thing because yeah. that's just how they roll. Yeah. Um, I mean, they made wedges, then they made putters and people actually do buy them. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you ever fitted? Has anybody brought you oh, a Kirkland sure. putter? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it just like a piece of shit or like what? Well, so let I'm going to go off on a, on a soapbox with this one. So this one, Costco is making, uh, does have a golf club. Just so we know, every time they make a golf ball or they make a golf club they do not actually have anything to do with making this outside of the brand no they bring somebody in so uh from what i can find and you know i know most of the sourcing in the golf industry uh a small direct consumer brand called indy is who's going to make them i think that might be out there now Mm -hmm, Um, that's how i originally heard about it in the first place because indy has been back in the day was always trying to get us to carry their wedges and I just oh see I didn't know that so that leads me into the whole why I wouldn't have carried Indy back in the day and I know I'm gonna get crucified by some folks for this but direct consumer brands to me here's a little secret they go to they go to these these fortune houses these manufacturing houses overseas and all of them have catalogs Mm -hmm. okay and so they're called like white label or back in the day they just used to call knockoffs yep okay let's just call them kind of knockoffs let's call them what they are so you can go to these foundries and you can go to their like private label magazine and go i want this this and this and this and i want you to make a slight tweak to this this and put my branding on it buy it and then sell it to you 
Here's my problem with that. How many engineers had anything to do with that golf club? Right. So you could sit there and say, oh, this is a great deal. It's a great golf club. I'm not telling you it's a bad golf club. I'm not telling you new level or sub 70 or Indy or Costco or any of these other golf balls for that matter, Encores, all these people that just like, whatever it is, you know, they, 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 they make products, right? And I'm not saying they make bad products, but they also don't have 50 engineers behind it sure. and all the R&D and years of R&D behind it that all these other big brands do, okay? It's one of the reasons why, you know, you can sit there, I can be the conspiracy theorist that says all the time, well, people play this because they get paid to play this. Of course they do. Sure. Okay, I agree with that. But at the end of the day, they still play that stuff, even if they weren't getting paid, because it's the best products in the world, right? So then they just choose the ones. So, you know, great, you're gonna get your Kirkland signature, you're gonna get your, you know, whatever brand, direct-to-consumer brand, you're gonna get your deal, if yeah, you will. it's gonna be super you're, cheap. You're yeah. gonna feel like you got a good deal and a good golf club. You got an okay golf club. Sure. You got, there's nothing behind that that, that does. And that's always like people are like, when they carry it, we're for the people. No, you're not. You wanted to sell a bunch of golf clubs and you did it under the guise of we can make it cheap. And that guise is, is it's not going to perform like everything else. Sure. Bottom line. Now, it will perform for some people, don't get me wrong, but it's not like a Callaway or TaylorMade or whatever. Not a single piece of information is out there about the shaft right now. That's the thing that makes me like question it. The only information that's available currently is obviously that it's irons. It's, it's a hollow body iron. Some part of it is forged, whether it's the face, the body, both, whatever, we don't know. Um, and there's going to be some like tungsten weighting somewhere in it as well. And realistically, the set makeup is going to be four through pitch because they also sell wedges. So they want you, they want you to basically buy the whole set. So like, that's the only information we know about it. Um, but not a single like, thing about whole, the shaft. This whole Costco Kirkland thing, like it's becoming a brand. Like I saw a couple and I don't know anything. Costco is a nightmare to me. Okay. That's oh, like, I like Costco. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I like it's Costco. just, I, if Costco didn't, if I could go in there by myself and not have to deal with everything else, yeah. I'd be fine with Costco. The whole, like, just. Uh, just everything about all the people and the things and how I have to walk through it and everything. That part I don't like. So I see people wearing Kirkland sweatpants oh, and, yeah. and hoodies, like matching, like jumpsuit almost. Mm -hmm. And they're like, it's like trending. It, that's a bit like I, I, they're not stylish at all. I will be the first to cop to the fact that I have Kirkland hoodies. Not a lie. And I love them. <laughs> Like the one with the big Kirkland across no, it? No, no. I don't even wear like like actual brands. I don't even like, I'm oh, not a fucking okay. walking That's billboard. That's different. I'm talking to people. Have you seen the ones that are like on TikTok and Instagram? Absolutely People not. wearing their big, it has like big Kirkland like boss across the yeah. side. And then it has the sweatpants with the Kirkland down the side. Yeah, no, I'm not that hard about it. I can't handle like, that. Like people love to say I got Kirkland. I don't get it. I, I don't know. I think some of it's ironic. Like some of it is just like the generation of people who are putting that on TikTok. There's an irony to it, but it's also like Kirkland is no, like you can get private labeled like Grey Goose as like Kirkland vodka, right? Like you're getting private labeled like yeah. Mura or whatever as like golf clubs and, and shit like that. So people are into it. And I love shopping at Costco, so I get it, but I would never buy something like golf clubs from them. No, no, no. Like I would buy a private label, whatever Kirkland, but it, it like can't, alcohol or whatever. Yeah, but I can't have a sweater that just says big Kirkland across <laughs> it and like sweatpants that say Kirkland down the leg. Like, you know, I have personally, I wear sweatpants that say juicy across my butt. Obviously. But, yeah. That Paris Hilton look and feel. Love yeah. it. That's what love I go it. for. Well, we'll see. I'm, my guess is we'll see people buying them and coming in to have them custom fitted for shafts. So no, we will. I mean, them. listen, the wedges come around every once in a while. The putters come around. And like I said, I'm not telling you this is Walmart junk. Like sure. it's not. But I also want people to get out there. And it's like and understand that like this product is good and good only. Sure. Like this is not 
like super high performance product and there was little to no R&D that went into making mm-hmm. it. It's past designs, reworked, and hey, we can put your logo on it and make a hundred of them, a hundred thousand of them for X amount of dollars and you can sell it for X amount of dollars. Right. Like, you know, like some of these brands will go, well, we cut out the middleman. No, 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 no. Yeah. Not the middleman retailer. Right. You cut out the middleman R and D. Right. The stuff that's that you need. That's 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 the little flip of the cup that they don't tell you. Well, let's switch into you know equipment release news that you're actually excited about. So I know you have a ton oh, to talk about. So much stuff. So we have all kinds of demos, all kinds of announcements. On. I need. Yeah, there's just so much. I got to get my notes. He's got to pull up his list. Yeah, I got to pull. I mean, is we got a lot going on. Um, we really do. So. Let's just start with this. So we had uh, more Mitsubishi Giamana GT uh, go into the stores um, this week. That's kind of like their more like uh, mid-mid kind of golf shaft. Uh, so that went to the golf stores. We got anywhere from 40 grams up to 70 grams R, S, and X. So if you're a Diamana fan, uh, this fifth generation, this is a great shaft for you. Um, Cleveland RT, uh, RTX six tour, uh, tour wedges are starting to get in the stores again. Uh, this is a pre-sale. Um, we're not really supposed to even, I know that's some, we can talk about those. Now. We can talk about it. Yeah. I'm going to talk about them all today. Just so you know, <laughs> oh, because no. I'm seeing, oh, I'm seeing photos leaked all over the internet. So because it's like at this point, like, why can't I join the party? So anyway, you got those Cleveland RTX six wedges. These are really cool. A uh, ton of spin, really good look, classic, you know, uh, Cleveland kind of, uh, in the lofts and all the different bounces, low, medium, high. Look for those in the stores uh, already on their way. Uh, so now going into some of the bigger stuff, we got the Cobra Aerojet. Let's go. Yeah. Let's actually, go. this one's actually very exciting to me. I'm not a huge, like, I know the Cobra guys are always going to laugh because they hear me say this in person, but they probably don't love me saying it in a podcast. I've loved Cobra as a brand, but I've never really, for myself personally, it's never really worked out. Like, yeah. it just hasn't. Until and your so, Iron Fit, right? Until the Iron Fit. And now I'm playing the um, uh, Tech, the Forge Tech Irons. Well, Forge Tech X, so I'm playing a little bit more forgiving. But I'm telling you what I'm loving. I'm I have a simulator at my house and I just, uh, indoor golf season has been, I'm like taking Loving some money. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking some money. Those irons are making me some money. <laughs> but their woods are the new Aerojet. Well, they got an iron, Aerojet iron too, but the woods is really going to be where it is. And I really like the tech here because they used, to, they had a, um, and now my brain's going to go uh, totally. They had a King, uh, what was the thing called? King Tech or whatever driver. It was orange. The, the golf gear heads will remind me later, but it's black and orange and it had this, um, uh, spaceport mm-hmm. in the bottom. It was basically like an orange hubcap. It looked like at the bottom <laughs> of the thing. And and the th- this driver was maybe one of the best drivers we ever had. The problem was is it wasn't very forgiving. Sure. But everybody hit it a mile and whatever. And even I hit it a mile, but it was not very forgiving. Aerojet is basically taking that same technology from that man. That's going back four or five years ago now. But they're taking that same idea because it was a really good driver then. But they figured out how to take that like weight spacing and then create forgiveness to it. Yeah. And when we I, I hit this thing, oh man, we're going back. It's like September or October when they were bringing it to us to show us. And I'm like, this thing is legit. Yeah. So Cobra Aerotech, if you're looking for something forgiving, ball speed monster, it's going to be great. Yeah. Okay. Moving on from Cobra, you got the Ping G30. Yes. Yeah, that G430. one. Tell you what. that. Okay, so uh, way back when Ping started the G Series, that's probably like 11 or 12 now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going back. I got it. I, this was like one of the greatest drivers ever. <laughs> and so, like, I, I mean, it fit so many people. Sure. It was so great. It was easy to hit. I mean, we did. We killed it with it. They've had a lot of good generations since then, but... 
kind of come and go like you know one will be really good one will kind of go back this is a really good one yeah like this is a really good step it, it reminds me of that feeling i had when the original one came out that there is going to be a almost unlimited amount of people that could hit this thing. Yeah. It sounds awesome. That's what I, I was going to say. Yeah. Everybody's like, it sounds like a wiffle bat. This one doesn't. Yeah. This is the first time in a while where they made one that sounds really good. good. It looks really clean and I'm excited about it. I think the G30 series in general from driver all the way down to irons is going to be just killer. Yeah. It's awesome. So excited about that. Uh, Taylor made stealth too. Let's go. So this still, is the one. The red face. This is the one where you know stealth was great, big technology jump, carbon face, you know the whole nine yards. You when they came to show me this, it looks like, and I I'm already reading the comments because some of this stuff's leaked. So everybody's like, it looks the same. Mm. I agree with you. I said oh. the same damn thing. I think the profile looks different. Yeah, but it's. They should have tweaked the colors. Oh, sure. They should sure, have sure. done something to differentiate. Because if you actually look at the tech behind it, I mean, there's way more carbon in it, way more weight distribution in it. Like, there's there's definitely a jump, but yeah. it's hard by the eye of, like, a simpleton like me that just looks at something and makes a decision. Sure. And so, like, I do think they missed on the fact that maybe they should have differentiated between Stealth and Stealth 2 from a size standpoint and everything. Or not a size, a color or an aesthetics. And to your point, there are some aesthetics differences. Yeah. But I think think they need to do a little bit more but don't get fooled the tech is there and it's really good so do you think especially the fairway woods i think are going to be i think their fairway woods are always rocket ships rockets, yeah. yeah this new one is really good do you think they got scared because when they did sim one and sim two when they changed the aesthetic of sim two everybody was like it looks like a lego do you yeah think they got i mean maybe but this could have been your opportunity to do like a white again I'm not oh, saying do that, but cool, yeah. like do something big again, like whatever. I feel mind. like this was like the M5, M6 playbook. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Which they were just like very the same. That worked out okay for them though. It did. They had the, they have like the My Customs or whatever it is. And I saw one, somebody actually came through us to get it fitted for a better shaft. It was a blue face yeah. instead of a red oh, face. Yeah. I was like, that is so sick. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they didn't do that. <laughs> well, I sit five feet off the floor and I see some pretty cool ones here that are pretty awesome. I, it's funny when I did myself last year, I didn't do it myself. I may have to do one this year. Yeah. The just colors for, are insane. Do like a just, purple one, yeah, like an orange shaft or something. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so cool. Don't let it fool. Like I said, I I've been reading a little bit of the stuff out there online. I'm like, and I get it, but the tech is there. The performance is there. So um, get after that. And then last uh, for the moment uh, is the Shrixon ZX2 or whatever they call Mach it. Mach 2s. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to continue to call it ZX, but they want it it's called Mach 2. It's still the ZX line, yeah. yeah. But it's Mach 2. But it's Mach 2. So anyway, you're going to have your uh, 7 and 5 irons, uh, Mach 2, 5, Mach 2, 7, uh, for you people that uh, are familiar with Strixon. Uh, I love Strixon irons. Uh, forged, Indoforged, which is one of the best foundries in Japan. Um, really high-end, really good stuff for for the buck. I always tell people it's about as good a forge as you're going to get for the sure. buck. Sure, and they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous they still have their awesome soul for people that don't know they don't call it a v-soul anymore i don't remember what they call it i still call it a v-soul because that's <laughs> all that matters and the point is is it has a little bit more camber to it for folks that maybe have a little bit of inconsistent turf it allows them to have a little faster ball speeds a little cleaner contact really good stuff they're also going to have hybrids fairy woods and drivers with this um you know i don't think many people think of tricks on for their woods um these woods are pretty darn good yeah. um they're going to compete with everything i just talked about with the others and uh, still have adjustability and all the stuff, everything you like in all the other driver brands. Yeah. But 
Uh, are we allowed to talk Callaway yet? Ah, fuck it. Let's just do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's out there. I mean, listen, yeah, there's pictures leaked on online, list. so it's like they better go slap them before they slap me around. <laughs> um, but they uh, Callaway. So just to let everybody know, uh, all those demos. So this will this this podcast comes out on Friday. Mm-hmm. Everything I just talked about, Taylor made tricks on Cobra and Ping will be in the Cleveland RTX six wedges. Those uh, GT Diamante shafts. Those will all be in stores by Monday the 10th. Okay. So you will be able to test. We might not have every SKU that we're going to have of every demo, but we're going to have, yeah, we're going to have the core of it and then it'll fill in over the next couple of weeks, but we're going to have the core group. Yeah. If you're a lefty, you might want to call before stuff like that. Cause these, these companies, this stuff kind of drains in, but we have the core of the mega stuff of that stuff. So, uh, January 10th, you can start hitting all this stuff, uh, a club champion near you and, Cassie will go into some specials and things we have. Uh, but now so let's go to Paradigm. Paradigm will not be in stores. That's Callaway Paradigm. That's going to be their line that will take over the Rogue, uh, Rogue line. I shouldn't say that because they would hate me to say that. Technically, Rogue is going to stay. It's its own, yeah. Yeah, it's its own. But this is the latest and greatest. So if anything, this is taking over, let's say, Epic or whatever sure. you want to call it. Um, but it's been gone for a while because we're a little bit, some of these are still, there's hangovers of COVID boom um, and launch is getting weird. But it's its own line, uh, Callaway Paradigm. Um, they spell it weird. That's going to screw me up too. Um, Can we but, talk about that for a second? Yeah. That annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> I love Callaway and it's it's a double standard for me because VA Shafts does it. And oh. I think VA Shafts it's the fucking greatest. Oh, oh wow. Sinister, See, I don't. I give Vic crap all the time. Like, oh. I can't spell villain the way you spell villain. Like. When they, the sinister with a Y makes no sense, but I think on a shaft that looks the way that it looks, I'm like, let's go. Like, this looks so good. When a club head company does it, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh. I, I get it. it. The paradigm screws me up just with the look. I do think it's a cool name because I like, I, oh, use, good, the, I use the word paradigm. Yeah. I heard it. I have seen some people roasting online, but haters going to hate. In fairness, um, nobody can spell paradigm the regular way yeah, either. Right. So. Oh, yeah. I always need spell help to, to make that happen. But it's a word I use a lot, so I like it. Um, really good tech. I, you know, I joked. I, I gave Callaway guys a little bit of crap. I go, man, it looks like a Zexio golf club. <gasps> That's what I said. Yeah. Cheap shot, but uh, no, not but really. I mean, Zexio's, Zexio's good. But I, I just thought, yeah, but why, why copy colors of another one? But long story short is, is I do like the paradigm. Um, um, again, it's 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 a very carbon weight story. Sure. Um, tons of carbon weight. They're going to have, um, it, this is where I'm still learning because that actually, that the paradigm got pushed back mm. slightly. There were some issues, uh, not issues with the golf clubs itself, but just with some like manufacturing things, uh, the actual plant itself. So anyway, their, their launch got pushed back and I can't remember it because I, I didn't prepare for that one today, but I think they have three models. I think they have a triple diamond, an, an ST, and then just the normal, or an LS, ST, and then a normal one or mm-hmm. something like there's that. There's three models, yeah. Yeah, there's three models. And then they're going to have the fairway woods, the hybrids, and the irons to go with it. And again, just tons of carbon. It kind of has this very beautiful blue finish and this gold on it. Very Zexio-esque. That's why I was joking around. I will say the blue, though, when you like see it in the sunlight and when you guys look at their photos online, it's it's it almost looks like flecks of like yeah. some type of like opal. It's way better it's really in the cool. sun than it is in a pic. Yeah, I when I saw it in the picture first, I said the same thing. I was like, this is like an old man. It's way but better it looks in the sun. so good outside. When I had it in my hand and we were here and we were hitting it, I was like, okay, really it, looks, nice. it looks really good than the picture gives it. Yeah, and it's all the same. It's like the AI design. They have jailbreak. Like, all the technology. 
technology that you guys are used to from Callaway, you're going to see all that in this as well. So yeah. So paradigm, I'll talk more about the paradigm, uh, in the future when we actually get the demos out there, like I said, they're a little back, but really good stuff. And you're going to start seeing it online too. And we'll have it for the launch and everything as well. Um, other than that, not a whole lot in the demo front. I'm sure we'll, this is the time of year we're going to be loading up a bunch of demos. Totally. I do know there's some other brands and things that still, uh, getting their demos to us. And so I know there's some new Fuji shafts coming out and some other stuff that we'll be talking about. Yeah. When we talk to you guys next time, we'll be closer to the PGA show as well. So there'll be more announcements as we get closer to that. So we'll, we'll hopefully have more news for you guys next time. Although that was a lot of news. Like, I don't know how much more we could have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's that time of year. This is to me, this is when it gets exciting. Like this is launch season. Yeah. Like it's, you get to play with all the new toys. I got, I just can't wait to get in next week. I already told the boys over in Willowbrook. I said, somebody get prepared to fit me for woods. Ooh. Yeah. Have one of the trainees do it. So they just like shake and sweat the whole yeah. time because they're fitting. The well, powder. the trainee that fit me last time, Ian Pershing out of Naples store did a great job. Yeah. I'm loving my irons. Ooh, look at that. Um, speaking of other stores that are not our headquarters here in the Chicago land, we do have one new store hitting in January. Um, that'll be Fort Myers. So we're going to be finally in that market. We have other stores in that state, obviously, but um, we expect the store to open basically the week after you guys will be hearing this. Um, same deal as always. Every time we open a new store in a new market, you can get 50% off of your fitting with a purchase of 500 or more. So if you're in the Fort Myers area, go ahead and pop in. This is the, as Nick just said, with all these demos coming, this is the perfect time to book a fitting because you'll be able to um, access all those new demos. Turnaround times are fast. Oh my gosh. What is it? 10 days? Yep. 10 business days. 10 business and days. it actually usually comes a little quicker than that. Like 70% of our orders are getting out in one week. Well, especially stuff that we're going to have in stock, like all this. Now I will warn some of the pre-sale stuff, like we just talked about, we're going to try to get in your hands as quickly as possible, but it there also, are rules. yeah, there are some rules, but, uh, yeah. outside of that, if it's just a product that's in stock right now, which is a lot of stuff, it's getting out quick. Yeah. Awesome. And then just one other reminder for you guys. Um, so you may have seen on our social medias, if you follow us there, that there are some changes that are coming. I think I mentioned it on the last episode as well. Um, our social media properties are going to be merged with and rebranded to um, TXG, a club champion brand. We're basically joining forces with the TXG team because the digital space is where they live and thrive. So we're going to be, um, you know, working with them to post the club champion content that you guys have come to know and love. And then we'll obviously they'll be still be doing what they do, which is, you know, Ian tests products. Um, Matt test products, so all those guys up there in Canada doing some great work um, in the digital space. So um, if you guys currently follow Club Champion on any of our platforms, you'll either see the message to say, hey, go follow this other place, or you'll say, hey, just a heads up, the branding is changing. So um, just, just keep an eye out for those changes to make sure that you don't miss any Club Champion news. All right, let's switch into some yays and nays. The first one of the year. First yay and nay of the year. Yeah, I was reading these. It's interesting. Uh-oh. Okay. So yeah. we'll start with the the first one that I'm I'm honestly not even sure about. Um, yay or nay, backswing heckling. So like what Country Club Adjacent does. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. You love that? Well, I love watching it. Yeah. I love what I think Club, Country Club Adjacent. There are comedians and they step the boundary of what's appropriate and inappropriate. Sure. And I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, we should always be pushing that boundary. Uh, number, but I also am a huge fan of doing it myself. I'm just not good at it. Yeah. And it doesn't bother me at all. You could like anybody that plays golf with me. I play golf so fast that you can light, you can shoot a gun off in my backswing. I wouldn't, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Do not uh, recommend. No, it doesn't matter. So, I'm a huge fan of backswing, uh, backswing heckling. I do think you got to know when there's a time and place for it. Obviously, country club adjacent, you know, when you're at that event, you're going to come up to this hole and yeah, maybe get roasted. Happen. But, you know, and I know with my buddies, like there's certain people I can do it to and there's certain people I can't. Uh, I'm a yay because I like watching it too. I like the one that got Bryson to back off was it's a good thing the PGA Tour doesn't test. 
Um, and like some of those lines are really funny. Yeah. I would hate it if somebody was doing it to me though. I'll give it a yay because nobody's, I'm never going to be famous enough for somebody to heckle me in my backswing. <laughs> I watched but, the one with Daly. Literally it was either this morning or last night. Uh -huh. It just came up on my feed with John Daly. And I can't remember what it was said. Oh, he goes, it looks like you ate Joe Dirt. <gasps> Jeez. And he and John Daly goes, I actually ate two of them. Oh my god! It's on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, and that was John Daly having fun with the Jason Country Club adjacent guys. Yeah. And like some of them are really good. They they get really mean, but like some of them, like you'll they'll roast regular golfers, and it's like, hey, I didn't know Will Zalator smoked weed, and it's yeah. like some blonde kid who looks like a stoner, and it's like, okay. And think about fine. how many people they've been. They've done it to like Trump. They've done it to like every like professional Rory, golfer. Bryson. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, it is, and they go after them hard. They do. Yeah. And it is pretty funny. And when I love when they play back, like the daily playing back to that, like yeah. playing into it, pretty funny. Bryson didn't really play into it. Like one of them was like, you have more sponsors than an AA meeting. And he just like laughed at it, but he doesn't really play into it because he's not like quippy. Whereas like John Daly's quippy. Yeah. So this was so good. I, I think it was like a long time ago for some reason it just showed up on my feet. Yeah. But it, I don't know how I hadn't seen it till just like in the last 24 hours. And I was laughing. I thought that was great. Yeah. Those are fun. Um, um, all right, yay or nay, mulligans. Uh, I'm not a fan of mulligans. Oh, yeah. like just because you don't want to give them? Yeah, it's just listen. Here's what I here's what I'll do. A breakfast ball off the first tee, I could understand. Sure. Okay, so you know maybe you didn't warm up, whatever. You want to take one extra one off the tee. Here's my rule though: if you take the extra one off the tee, that's the one you have to. Take. You have to play it. Yeah. You don't get to choose to go back to your other one. But other than that, I'm not a mulligan guy. You know, we play for money. We play games. We play this stuff. Like to me, I'm out there. I'm not like a super hardcore shoot my low score kind of guy. That's how some people are. Mm -hmm. I'm more there to beat up my buddies and have fun with that way. And and I, I'm just not a mulligan. I don't take golf as seriously as you do when I'm, yeah. and I'm not, and we're not betting. I don't judge people that do. I just don't want to do it. Yeah. We're it's, it's a little different when I play and I'm obviously not as um, skilled a golfer as you and some of the people you play golf with. So I'm good with it. My issue with mulligans is I've played with people who want one on every hole and it's like, no, like you get well, like one so here's the way front I nine, at, one back nine. I'll explain this too. So like, if you keep a handicap in your handicap giver, most of the time, most people, are, I don't remember what the threshold is anymore because they move it up. It used to be like, if you were a 10 handicap or lower, you couldn't take anything but a double anyway on the hole. Right. You got to adjust it down. And if you were above that, you couldn't take anything more than a triple on that hole. So you got to adjust it down. Basically, that was the math, right? So I always told people, I go, why do you want to take a mulligan? Just take your seven and move on. Right. Just, just do what you know so you have the, to do. my famous line when I play golf, and sometimes I just pick up, or sometimes I'll play, but I'll just say it anyway. I'll finish the hole, but say it anyway. Handicap double. Yeah, there you go. Just give me my double. You know, I'll throw it in the water, whatever. And it's like, at this point, yeah, I can hit a mulligan. But at the end of the day, my score is what it is. It's, you know, it, I can't take a nine. Right. So it's like, just handicap double. Let's go. That's fair. Um, yay or nay. So, oh my God. Embargoes for different companies lifting on the same day. <laughs> That's more geared towards you. I it can, is. But yeah. I'm curious what your thought on that <laughs> is. Uh well, so as a business owner, um, competition is a very good thing. Like sure. people go, oh, Superstore's open across the street. Fantastic. Open three of them. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I get the whole, it's why you see a CVS and a Walgreens across the corner from each other. It is just smart business to have competition. You can you can create a, a swell of people coming to one area and then let them make decisions, right? 
you you feed off each other. It's basically getting two of everything. So, you know, for me, that's, I get it why they do that. Like it makes sense from a business standpoint. Now, if you're the person trying to execute yeah. and win that fight, that boxing match, well, then I get it. it it's not as much fun, but um, so I, I don't know if I'm a big, I, I guess is if I were looking at it from my side of the coin, I'm a big yay. I would probably do that as well. Big nay, <laughs> hard nay. So here, here's the reasoning. I, there are plenty of people at these OEMs that are in these marketing departments that are way smarter than I am in terms of how their product needs to be marketed. But when you're looking at it from at least the club champion standpoint, and also from like influencers, media outlets, people who have to cover these products, all you're doing is you're you're competing with your competition in a space where you could have that day to yourself. So if somebody is gonna launch on the fourth, great. Somebody else needs to launch on the fifth so that you can dominate the news cycle yourself as opposed to trying to fight like Callaway and TaylorMade shouldn't be fighting each other on the same day. It just doesn't make sense. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I'm just looking at it from like, if Callaway's spending 2 million bucks, what's well, way more than Way more, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. We'll just use a round number, million. Yeah. If Callaway's spending a million bucks and TaylorMade's spending a million bucks, essentially you're both spending Two million bucks. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're because definitely shit's helping. just swirling out there. It's just yeah. like you know, and, and in today's world, that's what you're looking for is just the swirl. Um, but it does. I get it. Like if you need, like for us, we we like to tell a deeper story, right, mm -hmm. than just the traditional swirl. So for us, it's a little different, it's a little harder. I get it, but it's not like I don't know if there's a right answer. I think you could do both ways. Yeah. I just think when you're a major brand like them, where like they can get away with just that brand play. Okay, well, if TaylorMade's doing, I'm doing it. We're we're just swirling out there. Yeah. You know? All I, that I matters is that they see Callaway, TaylorMade, Callaway, TaylorMade, Callaway, TaylorMade, where we can't do that. Like we need to tell a story. Well, and I can't give a cut. Like if we're putting an email out for a new product or a new line, it's like, okay, well, which of these two emails are you going to see? Or do we combine them? And it's like, okay, that's not great. That doesn't tell the whole story either. So like for us, I absolutely hate it. And if I was an OEM, I would want to like... I would want to have a month that's like, I would do March or something where it's like, I'm not competing with anybody. Like yeah. I'm going to dominate the news cycle because I'm the only one doing this. Um, which there are logistical reasons why you wouldn't do that because you want to like a, the PGA show, you want to get into people's bags before they start playing that. Da, 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 da. I get it. But yeah. it's it, it, so it's annoying. A, it, well, it's an arms <laughs> race too. They know if somebody goes and buys the Callaway driver and they launch later, yeah, the you're odds not are you're not going to buy that new yep. driver because they bought the Callaway driver. So, you know, it's, it's an arms race too. To yeah, an the extent. logistics don't make sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So switching out of the golf space and into media, yay or nay, Avatar. Don't even know what it is. Oh, okay. I know it's a movie and I know there's blue people in it. You're correct. Okay. Those are both That's accurate about, facts. That's about it. I may or may not have seen the first one. If I did, I certainly don't remember it. So it means I probably didn't. It's been a while. Yeah. So. Um, the new one came out and I'm like, I first of all, I don't watch as many movies anymore, mm -hmm. but I just... I'm a yay. I'm not a yay or a nay. I just don't really know what the blue. What do the blue people do? I mean, they're. It's you can look at them. The best way to describe it is they're like aliens. That's not really the like. That's kind of the way to look at it, though. Okay. So I. It's so dumb. I hate, so I like James Cameron, not necessarily as a person. There's a lot of rumors out there that he's like not a good dude, but most, I like, I like Titanic. Hollywood people are. Yeah. Well, and, and he has an interesting story. Like he was like a truck driver and then suddenly he was like directing Piranha too. Like there's like, it's his, his 
Sharknado. He's his his like trajectory in Hollywood is ridiculous. But anyway, so and, and he's directed Titanic and Avatar, which are two of the biggest grossing films ever. So like my man's doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, Avatar, the first one, was like the reason that it was exciting is because it had basically motion capture technology and James Cameron was going to revolutionize how CGI works. And don't get me wrong, like, it's cool. Like, you wear the suit. It's kind of like Gollum if you ever watch, like, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like, a person wears the suit. I've never watched Lord of the Rings either. Oh, well, it's, you wear a suit. But I tried to explain that little gremlin guy to my six-year-old the other day. Did you? What is Gollum. Yeah, what, is that his name? Gollum, yeah. Smeagol is his name, but he is a Gollum. He's like a dual personality. I can't remember. There was something with a ring, and so... I said, my precious, because that's all I know. Yeah, that's all you need to know for that as well. But <laughs> they, you put a human in the suit, basically. Oh, you've, have you seen Guardians of, Galax- Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy? Okay, so Rocket the Raccoon. Yeah. Like, that's the same concept. So you have a human in a suit, and they've got these, like, weird little balls or whatever on it, and basically the video captures the true motion of a body. Yeah. So that's what James Cameron was trying to do with Avatar. And I'll, to give him credit, like, the animation looks great, you know, whatever. Like, Pandora looks cool, but the story is garbage. They live in Pandora? They live in Pandora, yes. The story is garbage, and it's it's like way too long. Like the movie's way too long. It's How one long of is the worst. It? It's like over two. It's like two and a half hours long. Oh, okay. This okay. new one's like three hours long. It's it's ridiculous. Well, I heard like what is that new Babylon movie's like three and a half hours? Yeah, long? people are getting like gone with the wind crazy, and I'm not here for it. Like I can't sit still that long. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, well, I couldn't do that. Hard nay on Avatar. I don't like the story. Just give me like Rambo circa 1983, or I'm not you know that something far like that. Yet. No, yeah. <laughs> Top I'm Gun. Somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, Give Top me Gun something Maverick simple was really and like mindless. Like people, I, I guess, I don't know. I have so much stimulation and so many things like in my life. I use like movies and TV shows as an outlet to like, like people go, that show's dumb. I go, I call it mind bubble gum. There you go. Okay. Just something that I can sit there, whether I pay attention, I don't pay attention. I may get a laugh. I may whatever. I actually did finish a show last night. What show? The Recruit on Netflix. Oh, I've not watched it, but I'm aware of it. No, you don't like it? <laughs> no, 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 no. So I loved it, yeah. actually, until the ending. Oh. Somebody needs to watch it and explain to me what the hell that was. Oh, I don't know. I've never so some it. people like those kind of endings. Actually, I think probably a lot of people like endings like that. I need closure, and I don't have closure. Oh, yeah. No, we're in the... Nobody in this room... I'm looking at our producer, Danny. Nobody in this room better fucking spoil this for me. But we're in the middle of watching The Sopranos for the first time. I, I do know the ending of The Sopranos, unfortunately. My husband doesn't, and he listens to this, so everybody shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, um, But it's one of those things where like, you're going back and watching a show from like the early 2000s. It's like, A, this has not aged well, but it's so fun to watch. But oh, my love- fear is I'm going to get to that end episode and be so mad because I know what's going to happen. So I, I don't know how the recruit ended, and I don't spoil it for our listeners, but like, very similar to how Sopranos did. Fair enough. With and that. I love Sopranos, so that whatever. But it's a very similar ending. We're watching it for the first time. Yeah, so it's we very don't know. similar. But the um, yeah, me and my wife did that last year. You know, I watched Sopranos live every show. Oh, I mean, really? it was a thing. Like I was religious on Sunday nights. That's what I watched. I was gonna say that was when you had to like subscribe to HBO oh, yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Yep. And so um, I I had friends that had HBO, stuff like that. And I I, I made sure I was somewhere I could watch it every yeah, Sunday. Yeah, that was us with Game of Thrones. Yeah. And then um, we, my wife had never seen it. We rewatched it last year. Oh, it really? Yeah. I, we really like it. We had just, we just did West Wing. And that's like now one of my top three favorite shows of all time. So we're like, ah, let's try something similar. So to be clear, Sopranos is not similar. <laughs> um, but it's the same, like it's like the 45 minute, whatever. Other than dramatic. that, Yellowstone. 1923 and Tulsa King are the only shows I'm watching. I'm watching Sandman because our CEO, Adam, who we talked to last time, recommended it. It's very good. Um, And I like Neil Gaiman, who's 
Incredible. Um, what else am I watching? We, I just finished Emily in Paris, which is probably something your wife would like. I think if she likes Gilmore Girls. Um, I like Gilmore Girls. Well, then you'd probably like Emily in Paris. I, I know that's a weird <laughs> thing for somebody like that's me. If weird. you knew me, if you knew me, you'd be like, there's no way he likes Gilmore Girls. Here's the thing though. How fast they talked and how witty so they good. were like, that was something to that that held that piqued my interest. You'd love West Wing then, because yeah. it's the same. It's the like walk and talks. The, the, their scripts were like eighty pages long. A normal script is sixty. It's incredible. It's like, amazing. I, yeah. Uh, okay, sorry, that's a tangent. Yeah, so. we did go on a tangent there. <laughs> Next, <laughs> our last yay and nay, yay or nay, New Year's resolutions. So I'm not a New Year's resolution guy. Okay. There is no, like, I'm not a good birthday guy. Like, I turn 40 Saturday, I have zero things planned. Oh, well, like, happy I don't, early birthday. <laughs> like, there's no, like, like to me, there's no stop and start. There just is today, right? Yeah. So, like, every day I, I have, like, a resolution or something. Like, mine is... I need to start eating better. Like I'm eating, like I'm not eating horribly, but I'm eating too much. I just watched you stuff. eat a pear. You're doing fine. Well, <laughs> it's just like I, but then later I might slam like a half a bag of chips. It's Fair. like, okay, well, what the hell? I'm going like, to Taco Bell later. So yeah. It's it. like, I, I, that's what I need to do. Like I'll do two meals really good. And then one meal is just like off the charts. Like yeah. it's like, so, you know, there's certain things that like I'm constantly working on or want to work on, but I don't have this like hard start, hard finish kind of thing. That's fair. I'm, I actually thought this was going to be a hot take, but I guess not. I'm a nay for New Year's resolutions, but for two reasons. One of them is because I have never met anybody who has made a New Year's resolution and has staunchly committed to it. And that's that's not the same thing as to say, like some people make New Year's resolutions. You can't resolutions. just say, I'm doing this and do it. Like it's Correct. not that easy. You got to change your lifestyle. The, and that's... I think some people use it as like, this is going to be the step towards a better thing. And maybe they don't commit to it wholly, but it puts them on like a track to being better in some way. Great, fine, whatever. That's wonderful. But you didn't commit to the new year's resolution. That's my one thing. And my other thing is, and this is very specific to me. (laughs) I, I go to the gym a lot. And I fucking hate New Year's resolutions because those are the people, like, and the gyms feed into this because it's like, you can join for a dollar and there's like a discount yeah. or whatever because they know people make that resolution to get fit. Right. And then for January, I show up on packed. January 2nd. I'm like, I can't get a freaking Stairmaster. Right. I can't get a bench. Like there's just people here and they don't know what they're doing and they're in my way. Right. And like, I love anything that gets new people into the gym or into like that lifestyle. That's wonderful. I love that. Like everybody had to start somewhere, but these are all the same people that won't be here on March 1st. So so I'm with you on that. Like that whole, I, first of all, I hate the gym. That's why I built a gym gym. in my basement. Yeah. I like my own little area. I have my music. I have a TV. I have every equipment. I've over the years, I've collected plenty of equipment. Sure. And for me, but like my dad's the opposite. He can't work out at home. He likes going and being at the place with people. I get it. I, all those people you just talked about give me anxiety. Same. And you're talking about a guy that doesn't get scared by people like, but I just don't want to be with them. I don't want to be around them. I don't like, sorry, you might be a really nice person. I'd want to go have a beer with you, but working out and the, like your whole new year's resolution, all that. I don't want to be a part of that. Like, Well, then you're, it's like, there's more sweat. There's more, <laughs> like, it's just ugh. like, it, it makes me. And again, if every single one of those people was going to commit to it and stay there, it's like, great. We'll find a way to work around each other and we'll all figure out a pattern. Cause like Mondays, people do certain things, Tuesday, so on and so forth. Like we'll all work together, but that's not going to be the case. In, in four to six weeks. Like they're just not going to be here. And it happens every single, I've watched it happen every year. So I'm a huge goals guy. I think people have to have goals and accountability towards their goals. Um, anybody that's worked for me knows that like huge goals guy. That being said, but I'm also a huge execution guy. 
So you have to execute on your goals. I don't believe a artificial, now some people will prove me wrong on this. Of course they will. But I just don't believe that one day that New Year's is that kickoff of like, okay, let's go. (laughs) You got to really commit. I mean, that could have been the day before. Like, so make your goals and go after them. Now, if New Year's helps you set it. Sure. Great. But for me, the same thing I needed to do a month ago, I still need to do. So let's go. Yeah, agreed. All right. Okay. Oddly, those those are some like really negative. Other than the first one, we were all kind of like, nah, not a fan. Um, Let's switch into Nick's picks. So we have three questions for you guys this week. Um, This one's a good one because we're in what Nick calls sim season or simulator season. (laughs) Yeah, sim season. So this question kind of plays into that. So the first question is, what happens if I get fit during the winter time and something isn't right when I finally get to play in the spring? That's why you come to a place like us. You create a relationship with your fitter. You go in and you let your fitter know, hey, you know, I got fitted for this. Something just doesn't seem right. Your fitter takes a look, sees what's happening. Odds are it's either nothing or it's a small tweak of something. And you got your golf club fixed. Like there is... We have our, obviously, our policy and our perfect guarantee on our website. And I don't even remember, what is it, 60, 90 days? I don't, it's I'm, 90. I'm terrible with it, but I think it's 90 days. But the reality of it is, is why I'm terrible with that is, I'm not, if, like, listen, if you come to me and you have a legitimate issue with the club that I just fit you for, and we're on day 92, I'm going to take care of you and make sure we get a tweak. Like I said, odds are, it's just changing of a swing weight or changing of a setting or changing sure. of a lie angle or changing of a lock. It's not like a whole shaft grip or, you know, head change. It's just a small tweak. So, I always tell folks, I go, listen, first of all, if you get fit in the winter, it's great because you should want to go get in the sim or get in a dome or go take a trip somewhere Mm -hmm. and play with your new golf clubs. Get ready for the season so that when you get into the actual season, you're actually excited to play and you don't have these new wrenches. You're hitting these things great. I'm a perfect example of that. Got fit in November. Got my clubs in November. Been playing in my simulator. Freaking love them. Can't (laughs) wait till the golf course opens because when the golf course opens, I'm going to feel like these. I'm ready to go. I know exactly what these do. I actually had a thought. I played with some customers. I had invited them over to my sim on Monday. I am so good at sim right now. I may quit regular golf and just become a sim tour player. Stop. We played 36 holes. We played this one place, Old uh, old Palm or something in Florida, shot 69. And then we played someplace uh, in the desert. It's like their easiest golf course on the simulator. I don't care if it's easy or not. I shot 58. So call me Mr. 58, okay? <laughs> okay, Jim. <laughs> call me Mr. Okay. 58. Now, so I, I, I was joking with him. I go, I made never go back to regular golf because I've just become so good at sim golf. They do have sim leagues where you keep a sim handicap. Oh, 100%. Well, my system allows me to get in those. I haven't done that yet. Yeah. But I'm joking that I may I may start oh doing that. Yeah. You gotta get outside serious. and like breathe fresh air and stuff. But you should never be worried about that. That's why like, you know, when you go to a big box store, you go to some of these other stores, it's a very transactional sale, right? So you go in, they probably help you that time, but good luck ever finding that person again. And again, they most likely sold you a club off the shelf or something that they send in specs to get ordered and who knows if it's right or not and you don't really have that outlet of going back okay at club champion you have that outlet like okay a fitter may turn over here and there the reality of it is there's still another great fitter there that has all your specs and all your track man and all the other stuff in there so they can help you so you always have this very easy outlet to go back and go listen and as long as you're not asking asking something crazy or trying to dupe us and get free stuff and things like that our fitters i could tell you just like i was you know when i was fitting day in day out not that long ago for 20 some years i was there to help like to me that was the whole point but I also wouldn't have that stop me because the amount of people that have something happen where they get fit in the winter and then they go out and play and then they don't feel like it worked is a very small amount anyway. Sure. So you're, t- you're talking about a nominal or a lo- uh, amount of people that actually have this issue. And when they do, that's why you come to a place like Club Champion so you can get the help you need when you need it. Right. 
Uh, our second question is, and this is something we hear sometimes, uh, it's I'm afraid to tell my club pro that I want to get fit elsewhere. What should I do? Bonus level to this question is assuming the club pro is their instructor. So that's somebody they have a relationship with. Bonus level, they can, or the answer, maybe not bonus level, but the answer could be, why doesn't their instructor be a part of our partnership program <laughs> where they send their golfers to us and they take care of the lessons in the pro shop and we take care of getting their members and everybody shares in and it's a three-way win. That is the right answer, yes. <laughs> but let's say the club okay. pro doesn't well, want to do I that. Just wanted to, I wanted to get a plug in there for our partnership program. We do have a partnership program where pros or anybody anybody in the golf community for yeah. instructors, anybody that uh, has clients that want to share, you know, the club, the club champion benefits. We have a, a way where the, the, the golfer wins, the instructor or whoever, the partner wins. And we, you know, we win and everybody plays better golf and everybody makes a little money. But long story short, to answer this question in general, uh, you're a pro, okay? If they have your best interest in mind, which I hope they would because you're paying them, right? Yeah. Um, to be either a member there or for lessons or whatever it is, they should want you to have the best. Sure. Okay. And so, you know, I would hope that you could have an honest conversation with them where you didn't feel like you had to just give them money to give them money. Now, if you truly feel that they are better than club, we're going to use club champion since we're club champion, but if you truly feel that they're better than club champion, then that's fine. Do it. Yeah. Okay. But, the reality of it is, is if they're just, you know, have one or two carts and they're just going to do a fit, that kind of thing. It's like, you shouldn't feel bad. Like, listen, your membership dues or lesson fees, or if you're also at a club, you know, you're buying golf balls, there, shirts, hats, all this other stuff, which by the way, they make way more money on than anything in equipment, uh, equipment, just so you know, like golf equipment's the lowest margin of everything in golf. They're making way more money on the shirts, hats, balls, lessons, Gloves, all that all stuff. That. Yeah. Right. So, you know, that's what they want to sell as well. FYI. Um, you should never feel bad about that. Listen, you know, we give money to charities and we do nice things for nice people. We do that. That's what we try to do to be good humans. Right. But at the end of the day, golf is about playing better golf. Sure. Okay. So I don't think you should, I always joke. I don't think golf, should, sometimes golf gets it like this almost like charity status where like, I feel like we have to give like, we have to, like, I know at my club, they're like, oh, I gotta go buy, I gotta go buy from, you know, so-and-so. Why? Yeah. Why do you're, you you're giving him plenty of money. I've seen you tip him. I've seen you do this. I've seen you do all this stuff. That's great. If that's what you want to do, more power to you. I do a lot of the same things too, because that's how I get the service I want and blah, blah, blah. But I never feel like I have to buy golf equipment from him because you know what? I want to play better golf. Right. And if I want to play better golf, I know at my club, there's like, it's either go to a, an individual demo day, which then you're just going to get the individual demo. Yeah. Or they got like three carts. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm not going to get a real fit from there. Correct. So yeah. I'm going to go to club champion where I can get the all in and get what I need. So you should never feel bad. These people never expect if somebody, if one of them is trying to make you feel bad to do that. Um, I probably think about who I'm doing business with to begin with. Uh, no offense, but it's just, you know, I'm not going to guilt people into coming here. You should make a decision based on what's the best. Um, you know, sometimes we get fried for, well, you're expensive. Yeah, we're expensive for a reason because we're the best, okay? Like, we've invested in everything to be the best. There's a reason why these folks don't invest in all the things we've invested in because it's a lot of money and then they have to charge a lot of money and it's a big investment. Like, that's that's just the reality of the situation. You get what you pay for. So, you know, I tell folks all the time, you can find a way to take care of your instructor, your pro, whoever, 
They aren't gonna, no one's no one's gonna rip. First of all, you're the member. That's right. the best part. That's <laughs> right. what I when I and I see this every day, folks, being a member of the club. And I just sit there and I laugh at them. I'm like, you're the member. Well, he might not like me. Okay. Who cares? Yeah. I'm like, well, do you need another friend? Right. I mean, if you need another friend, I guess I can, you know, give you a couple extra hours every week. Um, but I mean, the it's just it's silly to me. Um, and if a pro judges you on that, like they they're not a good person. Like my issue with that is like just to use like an analogy is your general practitioner should never be mad at you for going to a specialist. In fact, they should be referring you to the specialist. So that's how I feel. And that's not to say that club pros can't fit and be very good at it. They absolutely can. But like me as a female golfer, who's a little bit shorter than average, you do not have what I need in your bag. And if you come to me with a pink club and say, this is the titleist women's option, I'm going to walk out. Yeah. And the like, reality of it is most <laughs> of these folks are going to pawn it off on like, you know, a lower level and stuff like that. And you know, the clubs are going to go get ordered from wherever they're going to get order from yeah. probably the major or the OEM they fit you for. So if they, they fit you for Titleist, they're going to send the order to Titleist. Hopefully the club that has the, you know, that they fit you for gets the same as the club you get. You know, there's just so many things to it. It's why again, we got a partnership program. We have a lot of great pros that sign up for it and you know, mutually beneficial because you yeah. can stay in the, you can stay in their network and still, you know, keep that friend. To, yeah. so to speak. Um, but then you still get the, the best of both worlds for fitting. So but good. never feel, you should never feel bad. And you should have an open relationship where you can tell you, I actually get it on the other side for me sometimes because I have members of my club that then go buy from the pro and they're like, oh, I feel bad. Like I cheated on you. And I say, guys, it's fine. It's okay, bro. Yeah, like, like it's don't, cool. it's okay. I know at the end of the day, I, I always joke with them. I go, you'll be back. Yeah. You'll be back. But, and most of them do, they're like, okay, I need to get this thing reworked or, yeah. you know, new shaft in it or something but uh they're like i'm glad i gave i'm like okay it's fine Whatever. it's really fine it's yeah. cool like we're good <laughs> all right we have a fun one to close it out i actually have no idea what your answer is going to be so i'm really excited would you rather caddy for tiger woods once but never get to watch him play golf ever again or caddy for charlie woods professionally like as your job but never get to meet tiger in person oh it's tiger woods once <gasps> and then you never get to watch him play ever again you're okay with the rest of your life never yeah. seeing Tiger Woods yeah. on TV or live. I'm gonna tell you right now. First of all, Tiger Woods, he may or may not be done. Okay, okay. but like, you, you're not gonna be able to watch like old Masters footage. Like, you'll never be able to see Tiger Woods on TV ever again. So, but I don't get to meet Tiger Woods ever. Uh, I guess, but only one time. Tiger is my guy, not Charlie. Okay. Now I'm hoping Charlie can, but I'm not setting myself up for a complete. So I'm kind of keeping. I'm obsessed with Charlie, but I'm like trying <laughs> He's to keep like 12 a, Yeah, I'm like keeping away from it a little because he could break my heart. But like, no. When I read this and I thought it was interesting, I'm like, how'd you come up with that? But I'm a Tiger Woods once, but never watch him again. Listen, I have my wow. memories. My memories are my memories, and it's why I have this blind love for for Tiger Woods, right? I probably will never get to meet him. Don't know if I get this chance to to caddy. I mean, imagine walking 18 holes carrying his bag. I I know, I know that's like your I, dream. I I I could say a lot of gross shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't because um, that is like, to me, the pinnacle, like that would be the pinnacle. Oh my God. So I have my memories. I got to walk 18 holes with Tiger Woods. Fine. Shut it off. Oh, okay. I So I'm not as hot for Tiger as you are. Yeah. Like you could maybe replace like Tiger Woods with like somebody I actually would care about. Although the first person that came to mind was Ricky Fowler, who like barely plays anymore. Um, I think 
I think I would end up choosing like if it was the difference between caddy for your hero or your favorite golfer. So like remove Tiger entirely, but never get to watch that person play again or caddy professionally for an up and comer who's going to probably be a big deal. I'd probably take the latter just because I think I would have more fun with that. And that's a longer lasting reward for me. I just can't believe that you would caddy for 18 holes for Tiger and then never see them again. That's why. Well, like I said, I... uh... Yeah, just it's it's this is a hard one, but I, I just got I got to take that chance to meet Tiger Woods. I just don't think I'm going to get to meet him. I've obviously walked a like been at a tournament where he's at, walked sure, holes with him, have, yeah. that been within 10 feet yeah. of him. But to actually interact, carry his bag, like have, have like conversations. a, a five, like this four or five hour connection. Yeah. I, I mean, I just feel like, like I got, I feel like I got to take, right I feel like I got to take that. You, you literally are flustered right now. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I got to take it. Well, it's a tough one. This is like choosing the cancer you're going to die from. But. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, basically what a would you rather question. It's not supposed to be an easy choice. I know. And this one, you, you asked me to pick between the woods. Yeah, that's true. And I love me some Charlie. So that's, that's fair. All and right. He could be the second coming. We'll see. I don't know. Oh gosh. So much pressure on this kid. That's the problem. But if there's one guy that's going to teach you how to handle pressure. It's Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. No, you're not wrong. He could just retire and be Charlie's caddy. And like, you'd still get to see him. Yeah, I don't think he would do that, but I think he'll definitely, I think he's one of those guys, like he, he just, they were talking about it after that PNC thing, how he really tries to shelter him right now and sure. keep him a and kid, but also, you know, teach him, but shelter him. I think, I think Tiger's going to be smart enough to let go. Maybe eventually. Yeah. I mean, Charlie's also young enough right now where yeah. like he needs that sheltering. You don't but look like a 12 year old right now. 17 or 18. Like Tiger's going to let it go. He's a 12 year old handling himself like a 10 year or like a 17 year old right now. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, he's in the public eye. I get it. All right. That one didn't go. That conversation didn't go as long as I thought it would, but that's fair. All right. You take your caddying. I'll take my caddying professionally and we'll, we'll move on. Um, next time we're going to be talking to one of our friends from even roll to give you guys a sneak peek to what they have coming in Q1 of this year. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Fits with the Founder. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to support our show. And if you want more equipment content, follow the Club Champion and TXG content teams at TXG, a Club Champion brand on social media.